Blog Talk Radio. Icon, Granny Hawker, and Big Swing. Hello, eh- <clears throat> excuse me, I swallowed a piece of popcorn there. Hello, everybody, and welcome back today. I don't even know of, of quarantine and shutdown and coronavirus and COVID-19 and all that fun stuff. Um, I do want to apologize real quick before I get into a question, a more pressing question that I have, which I have to ask uh, Granny Hoekster here, but um, hold on, let me just move this microphone. Oh, he we fell asleep um, last week. The well, that, that's what I was saying. Last week, last week, Icon was a little nervous. Um, he, he was a little he was a little upset, I, I, I heard. I haven't listened back to the show yet, but uh, just so everyone knows, I do normally do this show from the radio station that I work for. Uh, but I don't do it from the main station. I do it from like their side sister station or whatever. But there's a lot of buttons and a lot of things and different stuff going on that I have to keep track of. So it usually keeps me awake. Plus, I know I have to drive home afterwards. So it keeps me awake. Uh, this time I was home and I was in bed watching TV. I had the computer on my chest. Uh, you know, I had the headset mic on, the whole thing. And um, I don't know what it was, but I just, next thing I know, I wake up. Um, you know, the show was over and it was like way, like way over. Like, like, you know how like you go into that extra time? Well, it was all the way through the extra time too. And it said show is over, blah, blah, blah. And I have like 14 <laughs> calls from Icon. I have auto messaging me. So uh, I'm fine. I just, I just dozed off. But tonight, obviously I'm sitting here, I'm in the main room, you know, and, and I'm, I'm all good to go. So again, I do apologize for that, for any confusion. Um, I was going to just say, Hey, it was a work. It was, it was a work shoot, but now we're, we're just going to, we're going to go with the truth here. Um, Granny, let me ask you before I get into how Otto and Icon are doing. Uh, I had heard, now again, if this is a tough topic, just tell me to shut up, but uh, I had heard that there was a pretty significant tornado in Jonesboro, Arkansas the other day. Um, yeah. That, that, yes. 
come anywhere near you, did it? I mean, were you affected at all by this? Or? No, no. We had storms, no, okay. but Jonesboro is down towards Little Rock. It's down in the central part of Arkansas. Okay, Jonesboro is where uh, the, the university is, right? That's where the, the well, um, Arkansas University well, now, Little Rock also has a university, too. I mean, I'm sure there is a university in Jonesboro. I mean, I've never really been down to Jonesboro much. I've, you know, kind of bypassed it when I've been in that area. I, You know, I've never really been there. But um, from what I saw and from what I understand, it was like an F3 or an F4 tornado that just kind of, like, came up out of nowhere. I think it was Saturday that it hit. And the now, tornado ran for about tw- – Hmm? Well, keep going. Oh, keep going. I'm sorry. Uh, no, the, it, it was a, a the tornado. It, it it formed, and all of a sudden, I mean, it formed. I mean, I saw pictures of videos on Facebook that people. I mean, cars were driving down the highway, and this tornado is just. I mean, it it extended about 20 miles before it finally pretty much came to an end. Uh, hmm. I know there was a lot of damage done to businesses, people's houses. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. So when I think of Arkansas, there's a lot of things that I think of, uh, but tornadoes is not one of them. Usually I think of Kansas, Nebraska, Missouri, you know, Iowa, stuff like that for, for uh, Arkansas, tornadoes. We, we've, had, we've had our share of tornadoes. I mean, I, I live okay. in Springdale. Um, we've had some in Springdale. I mean, but now up in Bentonville about, oh, my goodness, probably – I would say probably about, oh, see, I was still working for the call center then. Um, probably 10 years ago, maybe. I don't know even if it had been that long. I, I can't remember the year. But Bentonville had a really bad tornado hit up there. So, yeah, they do happen. <laughs> they do happen in Arkansas, unfortunately. Huh. All righty. Well, uh, I'm glad you're okay. I uh, I wasn't sure. I knew I knew it was Springdale, but I was too lazy to look at a map and see how close that was to uh, to Jonesboro. So that's why I was I was hoping uh, everything was good. And then and Granny didn't get on the line uh, until you know right before the show came on the air. Well, I, was, like, oh, no, no. I yeah. was having to <laughs> I was having to take care I was having to take care of some moose lodge business um i had a phone call concerning something and i had to i had to handle that so i apologize for calling in late guys i mean you know you missed the production meeting it was so important i'm just kidding oh whatever (laughs) whatever i'm missing a lot right now i tell you i'm having granny is having serious wrestling withdrawals right now guys i mean it's horrible I go to the store. I go to the store, and that's about all I do. And everybody that works with my husband told me that I was going to be true hell to live with because I couldn't go to the casinos, I could not go play bingo, and I could not go to my wrestling shows. Well, I told I told them off the air that I think WrestleMania is going to suck this year. I mean. It, it, oh, it oh I know it is. I can't even. It, it, I can't even watch Monday Night Raw right now. It's just yeah. It's so I, I mean, it, it had potential to be good, but now that it's going to be with no fans in this performance center, I'm just not. I'm not feeling it. So, well, that's. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen, but 
Now you know. So we have Grant. So, 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 oh, I can ahead. tell you what's going to happen. I will tell you what's going to happen tonight on the Adage Era Live. We're going to have Bobo Brazil Jr., which is going to be Yay. badass. We have MCIW Wrestling, which is going to be excellent. We have Divinity. And then also, I think it's going to be just freaking epic, man. We have Paul the Butcher Vashon, which if anyone knows Paul the Butcher Vashon, he's been against greats like Jimmy Snuka, Andre the Giant, Mil Mascara, uh, Paul Orndorff, Sergeant Slaughter, Bret Hart. The list goes on and on. So tonight is going to be epic, brah. That's what I think. I'm excited for it. And so so you've heard from Granny, obviously. Now uh, that, that wonderful voice you just heard is Otto Von Clutch. I don't say it quite as dramatically <laughs> as he says it, but Otto Von Clutch. Uh, Icon, how are you doing? Well, you know, I'll tell you, with all Uh-oh. the stuff that's If it going starts on, like that, it's going to be interesting. Oh, man. <laughs> Winnipeg. Well, with all the <laughs> stuff going on, it's, you know, when you think about it, guys, it is tough to stay vigilant with what's going on, but we're all pushing forward. We're all pushing on. And people may think that I may be going into political land, which I'm not. Uh, the main thing I am going to, I am going into is to let everybody know that uh, right now, the best thing that we can do is be there for our fans to entertain them. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of our fans, and I've heard from them, can't go anywhere. You know, I'm not saying that they're all sitting at home looking, waiting for our show to start. You know, but because that's for a lie. Some, yeah, for some, this is the only entertainment outlet they got right now. Because there's no movie theaters, there's no restaurants, there's no WrestleMania. Well, there is, but there is. There is WrestleMania, there's, don't say that. There, there's well, do, there's do you, no night you, got, you still got snow out there, Icon? You guys can build a snowman or something or go sledding. Well, uh, it's, it's starting to melt now. I can actually finally... Uh, after five months not having my parking space, I, I it's finally starting to show itself now. Beautiful. And now, now that my, uh, I want to say this now that my uh, I can see my parking space where the lines are. Assholes are now parking in it. So, <laughs> uh, you know. Nice. So, I I I, I had to uh, I I had to get rough shot on one of them. You know. Oh. Man, Scotty, calm down, man. Woo! Feeling that well, energy well, just fired if, up. If you get, if you guys want me to, uh, I can replay it real quick as long as we're waiting for our guest. But let's shoot hard for told. a second. Let's get a little uh, icon shooting hard uh, segment. Here we go. I'm with well, it. Like I, 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 well, I said here. Here's what I do. See, I told him. I said if you park in this spot again, I find out where you live. You see. And I come to your, I come to your house, and I beat down your door with a freaking baseball bat. <laughs> I love this. This guy is wild. Woo! And no, I can't. If you got a dog, and then if you got any pets, I'm gonna roast them on an open flame, and then I'm gonna come upstairs. I'm gonna grab you by your pajamas, and I'm gonna choke you out. Now don't park here again. Woo! Oh, so I can. Let me let, let let me put on my father cap. <laughs> Let, let me put on my dad cap for a minute and get up on my soapbox. Um, Icon, you, you understand uh, that that is a, um, a, a, a jailable offense, right? That, 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 is, that is a threat, that, a threat of physical violence that uh, said to the wrong person, you know, said to somebody who, who really has, you know, 
marshmallow mashed potatoes on the inside uh, could, in fact, turn you in for that and uh, and create a lot of problems in your life. So, well, um, you know, with the twenty thousand yeah. people listening right now, I mean, this is all fictional. This is not. This is make believe. All right, don't worry. This is not what Icon really. You know, he just. You know, it's not real. I'm not so real. I'm not so sure about that, though. I'm really not. I mean, he says it with so much segments like that icon. That's power right there. That's a promo. Maybe that's what he would. Maybe, hey guys, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe that's what he would like to say to these people. (laughs) Maybe that's. Maybe we're hoping that's what he would like to say to these people. (laughs) Well, for those people. Well, basically, the way the way it works is the way it works is. I I actually have had someone call the authorities on me because I mm. made a threat like that. Oh, and I kid you not. See, it's not I kid you not. The uh, the uh, cop came out and said uh, the icon told you this. It's like the, the guy's like who? The icon told you this. I, I I know the guy. I said yeah. Well, he said don't worry. He's all talk. I'm like oh oh good. Thanks. Uh, uh, our guests are going to be calling in from a five zero two and a three one seven, so be watching. We might, we know, yeah. I might have to just—I don't know if we're friends anymore. This guy is a madman. Oh my goodness, this is the well, attitude now, now alive. This icon. is attitude right See, there. Baby. You've got all that fire. You've got all that fire in your belly, uh, and, and and all that 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 physical angst. Uh, but yet you always volunteer us to take the finishers for these wrestlers. Of course, that's just what I do. So remember, 502 and 317. Let me know when they're on. I got them. There it is. I got you. I got you. No, no, no. I said I I got you when when they call. Oh, drop on in. So so, uh, what's going on in the life of Otto Von Klutsch? Let me tell you what. My name is Otto Von Klotz, and I'm doing so good, brah, because guess what? We have some very, very important guests about to drop in right here on the Attitude Era Live. So strap on your pajamas, and let's have a good old time, because if I think, if it is who I think it is, Icon will drop the knowledge right now. Icon, who is that, uh, man? Well, uh, uh, he said strap on. <laughs> I, I, well, I know got, I kind of well, said that. I was like, "Ugh." Well, we I got guess. some. Uh, we got the MCIW. Uh, uh, the owner Larry E. Jones will be with us. Got to love And it. Uh, his partner Bobo Brazil Jr. Uh, and then I cannot wait for Divinity. Uh, she she is absolutely gorgeous. And uh, Butcher Bashan, uh, who was when my parents were watching wrestling full time back in Vern Gagne's day. Uh, I'm going to tell the story about how he almost ended up in my mother's lap, and how he did end up in my mom's lap. So uh, I got uh, I'm going to I'm going to share that story. Well, who who is dropping in right now? This moment, who is the next guest icon? Well, it'll be uh, Larry Jones, Bobo Brazil from MCIW. Woo! So icon, I have a uh, I have a 502 number on the line with us. Yep. So if you want to put them on, I'll. Uh, and then you watch for the three one seven, then we'll bring him on. But if you want to bring on five zero two, I'll go ahead and introduce him, and we'll talk to him. All right, five zero two is connected. Ladies and gentlemen, hey, stepping out in the green room and walking down the aisle, the legend among legends, 
ladies and gentlemen, I give you Jr. himself. He is Bobo Brazil Jr. All right, all right. How you doing, guys? Everybody Very doing good, okay? Sir. Yes, sir. Good. How are you? Doing great. I, it's great. Coronavirus I, I have none of y'all down. Let's get yeah, this I, talk I guess, I guess, I guess you weren't expecting an introduction like that, huh? Well, yeah, you should hear mine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'd love to hear yours. Okay, I'll give you a little bit of an example of it. Let's hear it. Ladies man. and gentlemen, walking down the aisle from Benton Harbor, Michigan, 300 pounds, the son of a legend, Bobo Brazil Jr. There you go. Woo! Yay! Yeah, Brockadabra. <laughs> and the crowd well, goes well, wild. <laughs> well, that, that's actually better than anything I could do. Well, I'll tell you what, Bobo, we want to thank you for joining us. And uh, your partner, Larry Jones, will be joining us uh, shortly. But we'll talk to you while we're waiting for him. No, he's on. Three, 317's on. All right, let me go ahead and uh, bring him on. I'll introduce him, and then we'll talk to him both, okay? All right. Sounds great. Yeah, we got you. All right. Go. Ladies and gentlemen. Stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. About to enter the ring. He is a great tag team partner to Bobo Brazil. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the king of MCIW. He is Larry Jones. Ah. <laughs> hey. All right. It's actually Thor Bad Blood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hey, uh, Larry, I, I gotta, I gotta ask you one quick question, and we'll, uh, then I'll ask you some questions, and we'll go around the room. But uh, do you ever uh, get tired of people who, uh, when you walk down the ring, they say, "Mr. Jones and me"? Do you ever get tired of that? <laughs> uh, well, first of all, I don't think anybody says that because that's not the song. But okay. <laughs> hey, that's a good theme song. You should put that on the next time. There you go. So, uh, you guys, uh, Larry and Bobo, I'm going to ask you a few questions, and we'll kind of go around the room. We have uh, the, the Kings of MC, uh, MCIW with us. We've got about uh, 28 minutes with them, and uh, we're going to get to this. So, now, you guys, uh, how long have you guys been together? Uh, well, about, about three years now. Yeah. And uh, how did you guys end up uh, gravitating towards each other? Well, I, I needed well, a tag team at the time, and then I'd seen uh, the tag team Bad Blood, and I asked the guys to happen to call me, and he gave them the number to call me, and they was a little bit nervous by calling me and stuff, you know, <laughs> as being the son of a legend and the reputation that I had, you know, and everybody was saying, hey, he's just such a bad guy. He don't do this. He don't do that. So finally they called me, and I asked them, would they like to come in and do a show for me? And they said, yeah, it was in Salem, Indiana, and they came in, and I was doing TV at the time. And uh, they fit right in. They did. They fit right in. Of course, a couple of times I had to wrestle them over in the arena in Jeffersonville, and uh, I was a different style from what they they had wrestled. You know, my style was a lot different, and uh, they wasn't getting headbutt and chopped and thrown around much as I throw people around and headbutt and chopped. Now, uh, you know, uh, Bobo, uh, uh, you know, 
it's obvious that your father was Bobo Brazil, uh, the the great legend that he was in the ring, and uh, you followed in your father's footsteps. Now, can you tell us what it was like when you went to the first match and you watched your your father wrestle? Was now was that something that you said I'm going to do that, and you told your dad you want to do that, or did he try and steer you away from the business, or was it something that he said? Sure, go get it, kid. How, how did that How did that work for you? Well, it, it, at first he kind of like lured me in a little bit, you know, and I wrestled in, in school a lot, you know, and stuff, and I was the king of the block with Sam Bat lived next door to us, a comedian. His family lived right next door to us, Dale Britton Street has <clears> been hard, but we used to get out in the yard and wrestle. So they go, man, you and Carl, you, you guys are Oh, good. Y'all beat us every time. We did a tag team. Y'all beat us every time. So as we growing up, I decided to go and train with the Scuffling Hillbillies. I didn't want my father to teach me nothing at the time because I was really scared that he was going to be yelling and hollering like he did father. After I went off and got a little a bit of the experience, got a little taste of wrestling, Beat up a couple times, all scarred up. When I came back, he had the ring set up in the backyard. He said, me a kid. He said, I want to show you something. And he told me around a couple times. He said, do you want to wrestle? I said, I'll think about it. So Tiny Hampton got in and told me around a couple times. So Lord Thomas got in and told me around a couple times. The crusher said, hey, kid, you you, you bump good. So why don't you get into the business? So I told him, I'll get into the business. If he let me have my own name. So he didn't say nothing to me. He went on, so I had to get my own stepmom to talk to him about letting me have my own name because I didn't want to wrestle as one of the Bazils at the time. I wanted to see how far I could make it myself. But with, he didn't give me no help until I came back and I was sitting watching him wrestle in Detroit. He didn't even know I was there at the ring, and I, was, I kept on watching. He's WWF that brought me in. And I was talking to Vince, and I just went out the ringside and just started to watch because my match was like two more matches afterwards. And I said, man, I, said, I didn't think the old man was that good. I said, he's good. You know? and he was moving around the ring like he was like 17 years old. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to embarrass him if I get out there and do something wrong. So I got out there with Jesse Ventura, Jesse the Body was the ring man. And he said, don't worry, kid, I got you. I had an afro, gender curl, you know, hair all greasy and stuff. So I locked up with him and went into a referee hold, and he pushed me back. He said, hey, kid, you're going to be like a grease monkey in here. And the the women's around the ring thought he had called me a monkey. They got all riled and started bullying, you know, booming going on. So when he threw me out the ring, they wouldn't let him catch me. So he said, get up and get back in the ring. And how can you get up and get back in the ring? And then I looked over and see my dad standing there looking. And that look, was that look like, well, what are you trying to do? So I got up and got back in the ring. And I just went on and wrestled. I knew I was going to lose, but I flat out wrestled. And they liked it, my wrestling. And he didn't say nothing to me when I got in the back. Vince come talk to me. And Vince said, can I see you in St. Louis? I said, sure. But mine, my father didn't say nothing to me. So we going to St. Louis. We riding. He said, you want to drive, kid? I said, yeah. He never said nothing to me about that match. So four years later, he said, and we was at Madison Square Garden. He said, if you go out and embarrass me, 
He said, I'm going to let you feel that cocoa butt. I was like, oh, man. So he thought he was putting something on my mind to scare me like he did Carl when we was in Baltimore, Maryland. But I went out there and raffled like I didn't even hear him say that. And I made him proud of me. And, but I kept the name Clips Jim for a long time, a very long time. And finally he asked me, and said, do you want to take up the name? I told him no because I know it was going to be a struggle, a hard struggle. Everybody wanted to beat us. And I just, you know, didn't want the name, and they kept on pushing on it. So he gave me the copyrighted name, and now I've missed it. I never will forget it, just like it happened yesterday. We wrestled. Out in the hot sun, had a 20-minute brawl match. I went to get out of the ring. He was puppet. He back in the game. He was on the microphone. He was up in the, uh, what he call him, the game mail. And uh, in the dugout, I, I was standing there. I looked. I said, I wonder what he wants. He said, ladies and gentlemen, he said, now, I give you the one and only. Bobo Brazil Jr., and they gave me a standing ovation. And some people read today called me Clipso Jim. They go, I remember when Clipso Jim, he was one of the greatest wrestlers that it is. So you see a great, a great wrestler. But, man, you Clipso Jim, you flew around in that ring like that. And, I mean, I did coming up when I took the name and defended because, I, I mean, guys tried to hurt me. Some of them did hurt me, but I didn't let them know I was hurt. You know, just because I wouldn't let them beat me. You know, I had a name, though, folks. Bobo Brazil is our guest here. We've got about 21, 21 minutes left. See, now we finally answered the question. Because Bobo Brazil Jr. went in the ring with Jesse the Body Ventura, now we know why he got yeah. into politics, because he knew that he could <laughs> beat Bobo Brazil. Uh, we got... Uh, uh, <laughs> got that let's right. Let's go... Let's uh, go back into uh, uh, let's go uh, let's go around the room. Uh, Granny, what do you got for our guest, Bobo Brazil? Well, hello. This is Granny Holkster. I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a big fan of the sport. And I tell you, I have been missing my wrestling lately. I I you know it's, oh. it's been very hard for me not to be able to go to independent shows and, and do what I do best. But I guess one question that I have for you, sir, is first of all, it's an honor to be able to speak with you because Thank I've you. been a wrestling fan for many years. So I remember watching your dad wrestle, you know, and everything. What has been one of your most, I'm going to say, interesting matches you've ever had to do in your career? Uh, <laughs> tagging with him and we wanted to. WWA Tag Team Championship belt. Awesome. That was the most interesting. I mean, I knew I had to work hard, and I knew I had to be what you call a guinea pig, get beat up. When I tagged him, and I mean, I loved it when I reached over and hit his big hand, he got in there, danced around the ring, cocoa butt, cocoa butt, boom, one, two, three, we got a standing ovation, and I'm standing there, and and these little poppers coming out the air, landing on me, going on. And, I mean, they were shaking my hand, the kids and everything. And I go, like, what I do? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, see, gr- you know. See, Granny, yeah, gra- <laughs> Granny doesn't. I, I don't like the bad guys. I can talk some pretty good smack to the heels when I have to. And I've talked to oh, some I pretty big guys in my day. <laughs> I truly believe it. Uh, Bobo, okay. Brazil, you, you, here we got about uh, we got about eighteen minutes with Bobo and uh, uh, our buddy 
our buddy Sar there. And uh, uh, Otto, uh, Bobo, I want to introduce you to uh, Otto Martin Clutch. He's a uh, he's a uh, up and coming wrestler. He's been in the business a while, and uh, uh, I'm sure he's got a few questions for you. Maybe you can give him some uh, advice on how to win that next title he's going to go after. What's going on, Bobo Brazil Jr.? How you doing, my man? I'm doing good, sir. How you doing? Very good, sir. Very good. Um, just a question. I mean, both you and your father both broke down, you know, barriers for African Americans in professional wrestling. I mean, what? I mean, if you, if you don't mind, what type of you know situations did you have to deal with that maybe a lot of people don't realize? You know, they they take you know the way everything is now. I mean, it's a lot better. But I mean, it's still out there. But how how did it feel for you breaking down those barriers? Well, I've been a, a African American wrestler. You know, the doors was hard to get in, and once we got our foot in the door, we knew that they had to give us what we want. And breaking down the barrier, and I remember once I went to, I showed it to Thor. I was in Georgetown, Kentucky. I don't know if you ever heard of Dale Mann. Was one of the toughest guys in Kentucky to wrestle for. No African American ever won anything. Tom Jones and I was there, so I was going for the junior heavyweight champion, and I beat the guy. I put him in a guillotine, and I beat him. One, two, three, and I got back in the back, and I got yelled at. You know, I didn't supposed to win. You didn't supposed to win. You know, you can't have the belt. I go like, well, okay. Uh, if he hadn't got high, he would have known what he was doing. You know, because I'm a type of person. If you're going at your next championship, never put no more than three moves at a time in your mind. If you put too many moves on, you're going to forget something, and you're going to screw up, and then your opponent's going to get upset. And then everything you're going to set up on the shelf, if you know what I mean, a move you tried to do, you can't go back and do it for a while. you got to continue to go in on the roster and then come back and get that move and do it, take it off the shelf. That's how I broke the barrier, and that's how my father told me to do it. He said, never worry about when you mess up. Don't try to go back and do that again. Just like a guy boxing, he throw a couple of hooks, up a cup, and if he miss them, he try to go right back and do it, and he gets strong a couple of times. But that's how you, you know, break those barriers down and, and begin to win championships. I'm a 21-time Hall of Famer. And Star went with me when I got introduced into a 21-time Hall of Fame up in Detroit uh, back here a few months ago. And uh, I, we got now rings ordered. It's my second uh, ring I'm getting. Hall of Fame ring, and you know you, you got to just stand tall and go ahead on, and don't matter what people say about you, you just keep pushing ahead. Don't look back at your loss and your defeat, stuff like that. You keep pushing ahead for that next win, and you'll be able to wear many titles that I have, and I I have many titles, many titles. What was some of the most uh, the most useful advice uh, that you received from your father? I mean, I know you were speaking about your father. Bobo Brazil uh, senior earlier, but what was some of the best advice that he gave you before you got into the business, if any? Well, before I got into the business, they were they can't stay away from the business. You're gonna go broke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Of course, you know by him buying me a new vehicle, and and I learned to not to let the money make me. I was out there to make the money. Yes, sir. And most athletes these days now, you know, they'll go broke. They'll put everything up and go broke, but you have to use knowledge with that. 
You know, you traveling that road. I remember traveling with Randy Savage, Daddy, and uh, this guy. Would, I would pull over and buy a sandwich, uh, uh, ice cream, home or something. He would take a glass of hot water and tea. That was his breakfast, supper, and then he he ate a he ate a large lunch. But in the morning and in the evening was his tea. That's how he got rich. That's the advice that I can give you. If you're going to travel that road, don't try to make a refrigerator in your car. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> That's awesome, Bobo. Uh, Bobo Brazil Jr. is our guest here. We've got about 14 minutes here uh, left. And uh, a Big Swing, what do you got for our guest there? Uh, Bobo Brazil Jr. Then uh, we'll talk to these guys about uh, their wrestling promotion. Well, sort of take us through the journey. I mean, I know Otto kind of touched on, uh, you know, the African-American aspect, breaking the barriers, getting into wrestling that way. But uh, I'm kind of curious. I mean, I know the son thing probably followed the father. So I guess this probably be more for the senior. But uh, what kind of what, – what sparked wrestling? What, what made you want to pick this as a career? Uh, I mean, did you have anybody that you looked up to, anybody that you sort of used as an influence? I mean – when you, when you decided, all right, I'm pretty athletic, I'm pretty good at, at, at you know, doing things, uh, this is the career path I want to do. Like, I'm always interested in why wrestlers choose to wrestle. Well, I, I didn't want to really do it until I, I got a chance to talk to the Valiant Brothers. I mean, to stay in the business, I was in the business, a young athlete, they was calling me to go every place, small, independent, big TV and stuff. But Guy Mitchell which is Jerry Valiant, a blessing so he didn't pass away. He's the one that influenced me to get into wrestling. I mean, he got in there, and the way he did things, he had a family. Now, this man had a family, and he was traveling all over the world. We went to Europe together. We went to Japan together. We went to New Zealand together. And he never worried one bit about his family because he was taking his money and sending it home to his family, only keeping enough to survive. That's what made me want to get into wrestling. Then I know that I could make it and take care of my family. I had what I didn't have one at the time, but that was a, a big experience for me right there. You know, it, it wasn't like Starlord Thomas and all of them getting money and party with the women that night. Guy Mitchell, Jerry Valiant, he had the greatest mind. He was one of the smartest guys that was in the business. Now, my father I'm invested in boats, bars, home, but Jerry invested in something more valuable than his family. You know, and once you invest, uh, you go and invest everything in your family, you let your wife take care of it. His wife was taking care of everything. So that's what made me really want to get into wrestling. Hey, if I could get like this guy right here, I can't look down the road and say I had that at one time and I'm out here homeless and you know don't have a vehicle don't have a job or nothing he's the one that inspired me to get in my father had a good reputation don't get me wrong a very good reputation his name got me in the many doors as being the son of a legend so, and I tagged him awesome. out I traveled with him a lot but that at one expiring was Take care of your family. Number one was take care of your family. Because if you get hurt today, it's just like a mule in the pastor. Once you he break his leg 
they get rid of him and get another one. That's the way wrestling goes. So that expired me right there. You would have something to fall back on. Most wrestlers don't think like that. That's awesome. Uh, Bobo Brazil's our Bobo Brazil's our guest here. We got about uh, ten minutes here left with uh, Bobo. So uh, I want to talk to you guys about uh, your wrestling promotion. Uh, you know, with all the stuff going on, with all the stuff with the coronavirus and all that, uh, have you guys uh, had to put your shows on hold? Uh, what have you guys uh, had to do with all the stuff going on? Well, we, we put them on hold right now, and, uh, like, we got one on the 18th. Uh, we might have to cancel that, and we got one on the May the 2nd. We may have to cancel that after this virus don't let up. But I found out today that it's four semi-trucks been pulled into Indianapolis looking to take bodies out. Just like they do oh, in no. New York. Yeah, I That's found out today. Good. You know, so I don't know if we're going to have to put them on hold to June, July, or what. But whenever we start up, we'll be ready to go. So when we and, start up... Uh, we, Sorry to interrupt you. So, uh, but if our uh, if our fans uh, wanted to uh, uh, keep tabs on you when you guys uh, you know launch again, uh, do you guys got a Facebook? You got an Instagram? You got a YouTube? You got a Twitter? Yeah. You got a Twitch? What do you guys got? Yeah, we got a, we got a Facebook. They get on it all the time. MCIW uh, slash Hotshot Wrestling. Now, see they with, get. Uh, you know, with uh, you know, you know, you mentioned you had you probably have to uh, cancel the, your next upcoming uh, shows now. Uh, and uh, you know, just so people know, this is you know what I'm about to ask. It's not political or anything, so uh, I'm not even going to say that anymore. But you know, the thing is, with uh, you know, we we know that this whole thing is bad, and we know it's probably not going to it's not going to get fixed tomorrow or next week. It's going to take some time. But right with yeah. With the shows that you guys uh, have missed and had to postpone or cancel, do you guys, when uh, we're all back to normal again, do you guys plan on doing like a big mega show, uh, like all the shows that you had to postpone, put it all into one, and uh, just uh, say, hey, we're back, we're ready to go? Well, all the shows are mega. Yeah, we plan on doing that in Indianapolis at the Tenderdale Armory. We plan on going there. Um, we may get a shot at Market Square Arena, but while our show is is, is shut down, and we had to cancel the show. We are being booked. Laura and I are being booked in other organizations called them. See, because we wrestled in Warsaw last month and booked in Warsaw. For, well, we wrestled in Warsaw this month, and we booked in Warsaw again in April. Yeah, when they were talking about the coronavirus, we had pretty close to 300 people there in this place. So, uh, with your shows, how many uh, how many uh, fans can you, uh, you – what's your capacity for your shows usually? I usually see – I didn't get a good count at the Sarah Grotter, but it was sold out. But we went to a bigger place. That's called the Tenderdale Army in Annapolis. Uh, what Bruiser used to wrestle for years, and, and it seats pretty close to 2,000 people or more. Probably if you put chairs around on the floor, it's more. <clears throat> I, I have seen, I packed that place several times. 
you know, back in the day. So I see exactly twenty one people, twenty one hundred people in that place. And, and you, you guys are strictly based in Indianapolis. So my question is, and of course it's kind of an ego question. Uh, if the uh, icon can get out there and see your show, maybe uh, you think you guys can. Uh, uh, get me in, maybe give me a backstage pass so I can meet you guys and hang out with you guys? <laughs> no problem. We could bring you right in the front door. We don't bring you in the back. Right in the front door, you meet all the guys. You even, you know, we take you out to lunch or supper. You know, whatever hey, way you want to go. Then you, I mean, you meet every guy. No problem about it. Bobo, you're going to have the icon take you out to lunch. Come on, let's correct that right now. Oh, you want to take me out to lunch? <laughs> Come on, Icon. I know, I know you'll buy him some Waffle House, man. I'm well, glad to go. Well, I'll tell you what, Bobo. If I sell everything I own, I could probably buy you lunch. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a good but, idea. But you just show up uh, at the show. We give you a good time. <laughs> all right. And uh, I, I, I do have your guys' phone numbers, and I know you guys told me not to call, but I, I just might have to. Uh, we got uh, Bobo Brazil here. Uh with MCIW. Uh, now, uh, as, as I just previously mentioned, you know, we, we hope that life gets back to normal, but it's just going to take some time. And uh, right. what we would like to do is uh, when you guys uh, finally get your next show up and running, let me know, and uh, we'll pitch it on the show here for you. We'll give you some free advertising so we can get that place sold out for you. That sounds great. That'll work. Awesome. And uh, now, uh, do you, uh, at your shows, we got Bobo Brazil here. We got about uh, five minutes here left. Uh, at, at the shows now, do you guys uh, do like autograph sessions and do you have like meet and greets or uh, is it like people have to like pay like an extra $5 a ticket to meet and greet you guys or how does that stuff work? Or don't you do that? Yeah, we, we usually have a, well, when we have a meet and greet, um, we don't charge extra for that because, you know, we sell our pictures and we take pictures with the fans. Get a chance to meet a lot of fans that have a medals in person, you know, and then get a chance to get that close to us, you know. And so we do the meet and greet like that. And then when we do our autograph session, you know, we do autograph. We just, you know, put up about five or six tables and call most of the wrestlers in that can come in a little bit earlier and then you know we sign autograph and stuff for the kids i mean either way it goes you're going to make money because they want to buy your picture they will say i had a guy in warsaw ask me how much you charge me to take a picture with you i said you're going to take a picture with me he said yes i said you want me to charge you to take a picture with me with your camera he said yes i said it don't work like that brother i'm sorry i said I'll take a free picture with you, but if you go over to that table with Mrs. Vera, she's going to charge you. He took a picture with me, and then he went over and bought two pictures off the table. <laughs> That's awesome. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure that uh, you've heard this many times, and, uh, you know, you, I don't know, do you ever get sick of hearing people say, well, you know, I used to watch you wrestle as a kid, or I used to watch your dad as a kid. Yeah. You, you probably hear that all the time. I hear it all the time. Hey, I, the guy, he look older than I am. He goes, hey, I was watching you when I was a little kid. But you know the most thing that caught my eye? The guy that we wrestled for in Warsaw, he sent me a picture that when he was about six years old, he took a picture with me. And he's grown, got a family. I wrestled for his dad at Crystal Lake, Indiana. And he took a picture with me, 
standing right beside me. And he sent me that picture, and that was just hilarious. I look at this is awesome. This is truly awesome. He sent that picture to me that he was standing up beside me when he took a picture with me. That's awesome. That that is super cool. Uh, well, I'll tell you what we got. Uh, we got a couple minutes here left. Uh, is there anything else you want to let our fans know before uh, we uh, let you guys go for the night? Uh, yeah, you know, I'd like for the fans, you know, that stay tuned into your radio station and you know, and follow you everywhere you go and and keep they that way they can keep up on what's going on with MCIW. New Breed Rossman, and also keep up with the activities that you guys are doing and stuff, you know. And I know that uh, you'll be coming here to Louisville. And I hate I'm go- I hate I'm going to miss that because that's my anniversary day that y'all coming in on. And I don't want to get buried up under the house if I miss my anniversary. <laughs> I wish you on that. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we want to thank you guys for taking time out of your schedule. Uh, and uh, we hope that... Uh, we uh we get you guys uh back going soon. We hope everybody gets going back soon and uh thank you guys for taking time and we hey, appreciate no you problem, being out no with problem. us. Hey, no thank problem you so at all. much, sis. Hey. Awesome. All right. All right. Thank guys, you guys. Good evening. All right. Gotta love that, bro. That right there is what we call a party wave of good times. Gotta love Bobo Virgil Junior. MCIW wrestling. I mean, that was just badass, bro. All right. So, uh, Divinity should be calling in next. Just let me know when she's on. She's going to drop in. Gotta love it. Yeah. I mean, just what a, you know, what a great story, huh, Icon? Just Bobo Brazil Jr. I mean, his him and his father, just both, you know, just. Yeah, I'm stuff. only. 36 and some change. Yeah. I can't even understand. I'm 38 and 39. I'm a jerk. Who's whispering? Is that you? Is that, Are you about to fall asleep, Big Swing? No, no. I was doing a a, <laughs> a voice text to somebody. I didn't realize I wasn't on mute. Um, no, I... Uh, listen, oh, man. What is it? No, I really, I really didn't listen. Why? What? I'm curious now. What exactly... Went down last week. I'm gonna have to go back I, and listen to I'm gonna just tell you on my end. This is what must have happened. I'm on the air. We're doing the show. Yada yada yada. And all of a sudden, I'm pretty sure I get put on mute. All I hear is everyone talking. I hear a thunk. I thought maybe someone something happened. I hang up to call back. There's just all I hear is just the you know the show going on. Bro, you didn't respond, man. You weren't there. I literally called you like 20 times. Freaking texting you at three in the morning. I'm freaking out. Like, man, did this guy die? Literally, I asked Icon. I said, Icon, do you know his address? Like, maybe we need to have a little welfare check on this guy. Bro, you scared well, the shit out of us, man. The uh, the thunk was probably the the thunk was probably the computer sliding off of my chest and onto the bed. That's probably what it was. Oh, um, and then and then um, huh? The last thing I remember was. Otto says, well, I'm tapping out of here, and he got <laughs> off, and Brandy's on the phone. Brandy's on the phone. I'm on the phone. Icon's on the phone, and we're the three of us are talking, and we're like, Big Swing, are you there with us? Are you there? And we kept saying, Big Swing, are you there? <laughs> you know? And I said, I don't know what happened to him, and then Icon started messaging me and texting me. 
And then I messaged you, and then I, when I woke up the next morning, I saw your message where you it came through about one o'clock in the morning on my end, and you said I'm fine, I fell asleep. So then I messaged Icon and said, oh, he's okay. He messaged me, said he fell asleep. But we're like, we're but Otto says I'm tapping out of here, dude. I <laughs> and was he like, was gone. I did he like, was gone. <laughs> it was almost like I did some uh, Houdini shit, man. Like right when I said that, yeah. boom, I and got Brandy muted. Says, you passed and, out. And, and, yeah, oh. and Brandy says, well, I guess Otto just tapped out. <laughs> yeah. and, well, bro, I literally, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to say it right here on the air. We were I worried, Big Fling. We were worried. We were worried. We didn't oh, know well, what I happened to you, it. man. We were no, no, like, no, bro. we were... I literally well, thought no. you were dead, bro. I literally thought you were dead. I sent Maverick, my tag team partner, I sent him a, a message of that song, Dust in the Wind, because he was listening. He's like, what the hell happened? I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm like, this guy is dead. Like, we were literally hour by hour. It was like I was waiting for a woman to give birth to a child. I was waiting for the news of you being alive and freaking <laughs> the hell out. Oh, oh, Jesus. Well, Otto, you're, you're three hours behind, So, and I only woke up maybe – what, 20 or so minutes after the after? Actually, no. It was no, 20 or so bro, after. No, it was like two and a half hours later because I was It was later involved. than that. You had to wake up because you sent me your my message to me, at, and it showed up on my phone at 1 a.m. Wow. Okay, so that would be 2 a.m. here. So, okay. Wow. Oh, man. Well, it's, it's I, Yeah, it's well, hey, you know, things happen now. sometimes. And, but, but, but you know what, though? It makes for entertaining radio. I mean, it makes for um, an interesting thing. Like, had I not come we on were here. Like, we were like, well, I said, Icon, I said, I say we end the show since it's almost 11 o'clock and we don't know what happened to Big Swing. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we're like, well, the crazy <laughs> thing is is that people who don't have my personal Facebook, I don't post much on the group Facebook. Uh, oftentimes, I'll be, I'll be honest with you, I forget. Um, so people who don't have my personal Facebook or any contact info, people who just know us as personalities on the show, um, this was an interesting week. They're probably like, wow, is, is this a twist? Was this planned? What happened? Uh, oh, that and then episode was a full botch, bro. It was just... Bad man, it was bad. We we well, finished. You know, we started so strong and we just messed up the finish. You know, speak. Oh, speak, that happened. Speaking of that, speaking of that, uh, big swing. You and uh, as long as we're in for a guest, I don't know where she is, but uh, uh, we might uh, call our, ne- our our third guest early. But uh, you know, one thing, uh, big swing. You and uh, Otto got it hooked up, so uh, uh, Otto can. Uh, uh, do the updates for our show so when people uh, uh, download the show, they know what they're going to be listening to and not the same thing on every episode. This is you know? not the time and place icon for this, bro. I'll tell you right now, I'm about to give you a swift kick with my size 15 and a half foot shoe, man. Come on, man. Well, we're, hey, we're sitting there talking about a co-host falling to fucking sleep. What are you talking about? Hey, I'm talking about respect, and you know what? That man almost died last week. For all we oh. know, he overdosed on NyQuil. I'm still well, you know, freaking out you know, about it, man. I you can't know what they say? Then. They say sleep oh. is the cousin of death, right? Sleep is the cousin of death. Um, so yeah, Icon, I don't have the other um caller on right now, I, but but I know what's gonna happen. It's Murphy's Law. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna call the guest that we have to call. Uh, Mr. Vashon, and as soon as we get him on the line, the other guests are going to call in. 
I already know well, what's going to happen. Let, let me, let me just shoot the shit. Let's just go ahead and do that. Call the next get, 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 Give him the call? Yep, go ahead. Uh, all right. Um, let me just pull up that number that you sent me. Um, but, uh, but while I'm, while I'm doing that, while I'm getting the number that Icon, um, so, uh, so generously sent me, um, yeah, so just, just make sure that you guys, uh, check out, you know, check out the Facebook page, you know, for any updates and any guests, we usually post them in advance on there, uh, and, and, you know, there's previous, inter- uh, previous episodes that I'm archiving on there and stuff like that. Make sure you oh, check you it know, out. I'm going to tell you what, man. What? It's just, it's just, it's a beautiful night. I just hope that everyone in the universe is just, uh, just lets that positive energy just take over them. And you know what? It's going to be okay. Before we know it, things are going to be back to normal, and life is going to just go on as we know it. Yeah, Kadabra. I'm excited, folks, because we do have Paul the Butcher, Vashon, joining us tonight, and we're going to have him come on here shortly. Yeah, momentarily yeah, right. actually. Well, I'm just waiting I'm just waiting for you guys to stop talking so I can call him. <laughs> you know I like to talk, big swing. I know. I'm just messing with the icon. Also text our guest who's supposed to be the second guest and uh just let I her know Okay, let her know we're either gonna bump her to the end or we gotta do something because if we're calling him now, we don't wanna cut him off, uh him especially. So we will call right, him here we audible go. right now. Oh yeah, call to the bullpen. Let's do it. I don't like silence, so I'm going to keep talking, and you just tell me to shut up when I need to shut up. No, I said call failed or was not answered. Oh, no, call failed or was not answered. Really strange. Give me one second, gentlemen and lady. I think I have to put the dashes in there. I should know this. I've done this before. All right, now let's try it. Here we go. Yep, TikTok. Oh, wait a minute, Icon. This this number is... uh. Number's not going through, so I will try once more, but, I mean, you may have to do that little three-way thingy that you love doing so much, but hold on, one, five, seven. You want me to try and change the number again? Hang on. I may have typed it wrong. All right, let's try one more, and then we'll figure something out. There it is. Abracadabra. I typed it wrong. That's what it was. Let me talk to you. Everybody be quiet. Oh. Hey, is this Butcher? Hey, yes, this is the Butcher. Hey, Butcher, I'll tell you what. I'm going to put you on hold. Uh, I'm going to introduce you. Well, uh, then we're going to interview you, okay? Okay. All right. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen. Stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. He is the biggest wrestling legend ever to grace this podcast radio show. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the best of the Vachon family. He is the Butcher Vachon. Hey, Butcher, how are you? I'm very good. Thank you very much. Just happy to be talking with you guys. I hope you don't mind that I don't sound very good, but I'm getting old, as you know, and 
Nashon boys were never very well known for very delicate language. So anyway, it, it is what it is. <laughs> well, uh, well, I'll tell you what, Butcher, we uh, we appreciate you joining us uh, with us tonight. I know that we said that we were going to have you on for about 30 minutes, but we might have you a little longer on because uh, we want you to uh, uh, share some stories because our previous guest, you flaked on us. So we're gonna have we're gonna have some fun with you. Uh, before we, before we get into the interview, I just want to tell you one little story real quick, uh, and yeah. then we're gonna ask you some questions. Uh, now, you remember back in the AWA days when you were wrestling for Vern Gagne? Yeah. You guys used to make you guys used to make a lot of trips to Fargo, North Dakota, and wrestle in the Fargo Civic Center. Uh, yeah. There was a match that you and your brother were wrestling, and uh, you took a vicious clothesline uh, over the guardrail into my mom's lap, and she was freaking out, but you smiled and winked at her. Uh, Do you you remember taking a big vicious bump like that? (laughs) Well, I used to take bumps like that all the time. Actually, but that particular one, exactly, I don't. I'd be lying to you if I said I would remember. But it sounds like me. <laughs> now, uh, you uh, you started out in the AWA, and then you, uh, you, tra- uh, you transitioned to the WWE. Uh, did you... Uh, wrestle mostly for Vince Sr., or did you do a lot of for Vince Jr., or was it kind of like equal? Well, actually, you know, that's not when I started wrestling, of course. You said I started on, but no, I, uh, I, um, I've got a history of how I started for Vince Sr. And and at that time when I started with him, uh, Vince Jr. was just a commentator on TV. And uh, I have a history. There was actually a big part of the, the wrestling business at that time uh, how my friendship started with Vince McMahon Sr. So uh, I I don't know if you want to hear that again. Uh, well, sure, or, why not? Tell us. We we got time. Go ahead. Well, actually, um, I was uh, I was already. A wrestling promoter in Montreal, and we had gone there to start an old company called Grandfree Wrestling, and we had uh, brought it to its apex. It went from uh, Newfoundland across Canada to British Columbia, Vancouver Island, all across Canada and everything. 
And one day we had we got a we had a phone call from some guy from Boston. His name was Abe Ford, and he said, uh, "Mr. Rasson, he says, uh, you don't know me, but he says I know you." And he says, uh, "We understand that your wrestling company, Grand Prix Wrestling, has really gone from coast to coast." in Canada and part of the United States. And uh, we would like to make a proposition to you because we own part of the, the northeast part of the United States, which comprises Boston and Maine and New Hampshire and the Da, da, da. And I said, well, by all means, he says, uh, uh, why don't you, uh, uh, can we come to Montreal and talk to you about it? So I said, sure. And I got my brother and a couple of my partners together. And uh, when the aim Ford came, he he says, yeah, he says, we're now working with Vince McMahon. But he says, we'd like to work with you guys because we think we can get a better deal with you guys. Blah, 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 seeing that you guys are ex-wrestlers and all that. But anyway, so. I said, yeah, well, that sounds pretty good, you know. Uh, how much did you want? And he quoted us a price, and I talked to the guys, and the guys said, well, that sounds reasonable. Why don't we go ahead? So I I, I told them for it. I said, well, we'll let you know uh, in a couple of days. And so I went home, and... And I got a telephone call. And it was from Vince McMahon, Sr. And he says, uh, Mr. Rashawn, he says, you don't know me, he says, as well as I know you. But he says, I am the promoter in New York. And I said, yes, Mr. McMahon, I know you real well. And he says, I understand that you are in the process of buying the the, uh, Northeast Territory, Boston and Maine and all that. And I said, yeah. Well, he says, Mr. Rashawn, he says, I'm sorry to tell you this, but he says the guy that's trying to sell it, sell it to you, he says he doesn't own it. We own it, he says. And he says, but listen, we cannot really talk like this over the phone. He says, how about if 
I have you and your brother come to New York and and uh, talk to us uh, about it. And I said, well, uh, you know, we're real busy. He says, look, he says, uh, the main event has already <coughs> been booked, but he says we'll make it. A triple main event, and he says we'll book you in a three against three match uh, against some of our champions, and he says we'll find you a partner, and we can talk business. He says we'll pay, we'll pay you well. You don't have to worry, you and your brother. So I said okay, we'll come down. So. And and that's what we did. And uh, as an aside story, you might be interested in this too. I um, had my twenty. Hello. Yeah, go ahead, uh, Matt. Uh, Butcher Rashawn's our guest here, uh, the living legend, Butcher Rashawn. Uh, we have about uh, fifteen minutes here left with uh, Butcher. Uh, he's uh, giving us some uh, great uh, wrestling stories. Uh, we'll have him tell us this next one, and we'll kind of go around the room because I know that uh, we'll have some uh, cool questions for you. So go ahead with your next story. We're loving this. Go ahead. Well, anyway, I, I, uh, I, uh, the first time I met this big man, I, uh, I, uh, it was a nonsense. Madison Square Garden, and I, I brought my twelve-year-old daughter. With her name was Gertrude, and which turned out to be Luna, Luna Madison, and she became even more famous than I was. Anyway, and as I got to, to the, to the gardens, I'm coming through the entrance where. All the wrestlers come in, and I've got Luna with me, and and uh, the the guard says, Mister Rashawn, he says, I, I hate to tell you this, but he says, this girl here you have with you, your daughter, he says, you can't take her up with you. I said, what do you mean I can't take her out? I said, I was invited by the big boss. And he said, yes, but he says, the place is sold out since you, they had you guys on the, on the, on the card. The, the place is sold out. There's a, there's a thousand people waiting outside to get in. They can't get in. She can't get in. You can't take her into the dressing room with you. I said, well, he said, let me talk to Vince McMahon, senior. So the guard talked to Mr. McMahon, and Mr. McMahon says, look, uh, let me talk to Paul. So he said, Mr. McMahon says, listen, Paul. I've got the situation in in hand here. He says, I got it in my hand, as a matter of fact. I have two tickets here that I use. 
pad for myself through my own ticket for ringside, but I never use them because I'm always by myself and I'm always in the dressing room. So I will give your daughter my tickets and she can watch the wrestling matches from ringside. So Luna, my daughter, the first time she went to the wrestling matches was at Madison Square Garden to watch me and my brother wrestled in the main event. And when she came out of there, she said, look, she said, I made up my mind. When I grow up, uh, you're going to send me to a wrestling school and I'm going to be a wrestler like you and Uncle Maurice. I said, you got to be some sort of lunatic. A beautiful girl like you, only 12 years old, why would you want to be in the wrestling business? Well, she said, my aunt, your sister is a wrestler, my uncle's a wrestler, you're a wrestler, I'm going to be a wrestler. So that's how Luna got started wrestling. And that's how my first contact with, with Vince McMahon Sr. became uh, a a lifelong friendship. And consequently, after him, his son, his son, Junior. Anyway, so that's Uh, one part part of the story. Go ahead. That's awesome. We have uh, Butcher Richard here with us, uh, the great legend. Uh, we're uh, we're gonna have you tell us more stories, but uh, uh, some uh, my co-hosts do have some uh, questions for you, so we're gonna ask some. We got we got plenty of time here uh, with you, and I know that uh, I know I said I was wasn't really gonna keep your hat. Got about fifty minutes, fifty-five zero. Yeah, oh yeah, we're we're, at, we're we're having so much fun here. Uh, Grady, what do you have for our guest, uh, uh, the butcher, Butcher? Well, hello, sir. It's a true honor to be able to speak with you. I am a wrestling fan. I've never been a wrestler, even though the gimmick name kind of confuses people sometimes. But I was looking, you know, doing some research on you, and I recognized a name that I was very familiar with uh, where I used to live before I moved to Arkansas. I used to watch a wrestler by the name of Rufus R. Jones. How many yes. times did you face him in your matches? Oh, hell. You know, uh, I I hope you, you, you forgive my voice because... Oh, you're I'm, fine. I'm, yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm glad you can understand me because sometimes I don't understand myself. But Rufus Jones actually... Uh, became a friend of mine because he was one of the first black wrestlers that really made it to the top. And at that time, you know, um, there wasn't many white wrestlers that would wrestle black wrestlers. And to me, I didn't give a hoot. You know, I mean, I wrestled everybody. Uh, I wrestled in 32 countries around the world, and I probably wow. wrestled. Uh, yes, I probably wrestled more black 
wrestlers and yellow ones and all different colors of the rainbow, you might say. Japanese, you know, and and Chinese and Indians and Australians and Englishmen and Frenchmen and everything. So, I, you know, uh, color never meant anything to me. Uh, I really liked uh, Rufus Jones because he was a true uh, good wrestler and a gentleman. And uh, that's that's what I remember about him. I'm sorry, I I suppose I couldn't tell you more about him than that. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. What about Wahoo McDaniel? <laughs> uh, he, he, his name his name brings a laugh to me <laughs> because he, he he was another crazy son of a gun. Yes, not he to, was. Not, not to call him son of a bitch. But he was a crazy son of a gun, and I really like. <laughs> yes. But well, you have you go ahead. You have some amazing stories. I mean, you were just absolutely amazing to listen to. I am just, as a wrestling fan, as a true wrestling fan that I am, I am just yeah. in awe listening to these stories that you're sharing with us tonight. You know, you know what. A true wrestling fan will enjoy all those characters. And, you know, uh, as from a, from a wrestling fan to another, you can believe what I'm saying because I've always been a wrestling fan myself. You know, my, my brother... My brother, Mad Dog, uh, used to, uh, when he started wrestling amateur, I mean, he was only 14 years old. And I was six six years old. And he, he was always getting into trouble, always fighting with the neighbors, and they had a gang, and... They, my, my dad, who was a policeman, he said, finally, he said, I'm so fed up with the people coming to complain to me that your son, you're a policeman, and you, your son's always beating up on my kid, and blah, 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 blah. My dad said, I've had it. He said, if you're going to learn, if you're going to be a fighter all the time, you're going to learn how to box. He said, I'm going to take you to the YMCA. So he took him to the YMCA. And as he got there, he met a friend of his that was chief of the Harbor Police. His name was Chief Crowley. And he said, Fred, what are you doing here with your son? He says, well, I'm going to take him to the... He's always getting into trouble. He's always... Beating up everybody, he said, I'm going to teach him how to box. And Chief Crowley says, look, I'm I'm the, the assistant coach and the wrestling school, he says. Don't take your son to the boxing room because even the best boxers, they wind up punching. 
and he was absolutely right. He said, take him to the wrestling room when teaching how to wrestle. And oh, my, wow. my, my father took my brother to the wrestling room, and he, my, my brother and my father asked the coach, he said, will you talk to him? And, and the, the coach who was on it, so became my coach after a while, and that doesn't matter what his name was. Anyway, his, his name was Frank Sackett, and he says, yeah, leave it to me. So he told Maurice, he said, I hear you're pretty tough. So Maurice is 14 years old, and he, his chest is blowing up already, and he's saying, yeah, yeah, I can beat anybody, you know. Well, he said, look, he said, you see that old man sitting on the bench over there? He's 60 years old. I just want to know how you handle yourself, but don't hurt him. He's 60 years old. So, and this is Maurice telling me the story about him. So Maurice said, I just lit into him, and I jumped him, and he said it took him about 30 seconds. And then I found myself with one leg up in the air and the other leg in the other place and an arm around my neck, and all of a sudden there's a pair of testicles right in front of my face. So <laughs> I, I, I oh did my. the best I, I could do, and he said, I bit him, and God damn it, he said, they were mine. You get it? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, <And> my. <laughs> and, and, and I don't know if that's a little bit too colorful for your radio audience, but that's exactly how it happened, and that's how Maurice started. <laughs> and, and four years later, he represented Canada in the first Olympic Games after the Second World War in London, England. He was only 18 years old. Oh wow! Yes. Well, and, uh, Butcher, you, you don't have you don't have to worry about uh, going too far for our audience because trust me, our audience is too far out there already. So you don't have to worry about that. We have uh, Butcher Rashawn as our guest here. Uh, we got about uh, well, we got about uh, 25 minutes or so. Uh, uh, Butcher, I want to introduce you to uh, another one of my co-hosts. His name is Otto von Klotsch, and uh, he uh, he's got some interesting uh, questions for you. He's a uh, he's a wrestler himself. Maybe you could uh, give him some advice so he never loses another match. Go ahead, uh, Otto. What do you got? How are you doing, the Butcher? I'm doing very good. I hope you can understand me because I'm losing my voice. Too too many chops in the throat. Sir, it's an honor to have you on. Um, I was trained myself by the vampire warrior Gangrel, uh, which you, oh, you know. Oh, really? Yes, sir, absolutely. Yeah. So it's amazing how this wrestling world works. I mean, you might have taught David something, and then it was passed down to me, and we don't even realize it. But I, I appreciate you coming on, sir, and what you've done for the business is just 
gives me chills, and I really appreciate you uh, and your whole family. Well, I tell you what, I, I, I had, we had lots of tricks in the wrestling business, and we taught it to all the people that we wrestled with. But you see, there's something that the people in general don't know. The better your opponent looks, the better you look when you beat him. You get it? Yes, sir. Right. So that's that's the idea. People said, well, you know, there's uh, amateur wrestling is the most, it's the widest sport practice in the in the entire world besides running. Running was the first sport ever because the first man learned how to run from people. And then after that, he learned how to wrestle with his fellow man and his, the, all the animals and everything. So I'm... I, I, I was... A great believer in those beliefs. So if, and in professional wrestling, if you're going to look good, you're going to have to make your opponent look good, otherwise you didn't beat anybody. Absolutely. So on on, on that note, sir, uh, you yeah. worked against guys like Jimmy Snuka, uh, Sergeant Slaughter, Bret Hart, Mil Mascara, Paul Orndorff. How was it working Andre the Giant, though? <laughs> well, <laughs> tell me about it, Paul. Tell me. I want to pick your brain here. <laughs> well, listen. All right. So. Let me tell you a story about Andre the Giant. Let's hear it, Paul. All right. First of all, I had a friend of mine that became a friend of mine. Uh, actually, I used to watch him wrestling at the Montreal Forum when I was 10 years old. His name was Frank Valois. And he was the biggest star ever in Europe and all over the world. Because around Montreal, as a French-Canadian, he couldn't make any much money. So he exiled himself <laughs> all, all over the world. And he became the biggest star in Europe. And wow. after after that, when we started promoting in Montreal, by the time I was not 12 anymore, so I was, you know, becoming the promoter, and he said, Paul, he said, I just come back from Europe. And he says, there's a guy over there, his name is Andre Rusimov. And he's 24 years old. Wow. He's seven foot four, and weighs 400 
and 25 pounds. And <laughs> if you don't send for him, he says you're a nut. He says the guy will make us more money here in Canada than you've ever seen. I says, tomorrow I'm sending him a ticket. He says, no, not one ticket. Send him two tickets. I said, is he bringing somebody? He said, no, but he needs two seats. (laughs) He needs two seats on the airplane. Unless you want to send a, a, a one-way first-class ticket. I said, no, no, no. Two tickets <laughs> in, in tourist class. So I had a picture of him sitting in two seats. Anyway, then he came to Montreal. Paul, uh, the butcher, sir. I have yeah. just two more quick questions for you, if I may. Uh, one yeah. of them being... I believe you had the first wedding ever, way before Macho Man, way before Lana and Rusev, way before Triple H and Stephanie. You had one of the first weddings in the WWF. How was that? I mean, I watched that footage last night, sir, and it was just so entertaining and so original. And I just, I just want to know your uh, input on what you were thinking during that time, you know? Yeah. Well, I tell you what, when when I was uh, wrestling for Vince, uh, I I had had met a girl, and uh, Vince... I told Vince, I said, I'm going to get married. He said, oh, that's good. He says, let's have it at the, at the gardens, Paul. You know, cause I used, he used to talk to me like a promoter because you know, I, 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 with the same sort of speech, you know. I said, okay, I, all right. So I talked to her. I said, how about we have it at the gardens? And she said, yeah, okay, hey, that'd be nice. And then a couple of weeks later, she started thinking about it. She said, well, I don't think I want to do it at the gardens. You know, everybody in the world going to see it, blah, blah, blah. So I said, well, I'm sorry, but okay, well, I'll talk to to Vince and I'll tell him. So I called him. And I said, the deal's off, my girl don't want to do it. He said, that's all right, Paul, we'll have it anyway. I said, what do you mean we're going to have it anyway? He said, we'll hire somebody. Wow. And I said, what do you mean you're going to hire somebody? He said, don't worry about it. We'll hire somebody and nobody will see her face. We'll put a bail on her and everything. And that's when it became a big fire. So, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Vachon, I mean, when when Magnum PA went over there and was talking to your quote-unquote wife, and he told her, hey, let me put up your, your face guard. Oh, no, let me keep it down. That was because technically that was not your wife. That was a working wife. Yes, absolutely. Wow. 
Amazing. And, and, yeah. And, and was some girl hired from an agency. So, Mr. Mister uh, Butcher, I have a question real quick on that, kind of just doubling yeah. up on that. I'm sorry, but uh, if that was your real wife, if you felt like that was your real life wife, um, if he were to talk to your wife like that, if that was your shoot wife, would you probably have to step in and kick his ass, or was oh, it just more like, is that why you were laid back? Well, yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, if, if first of all, and they wouldn't have done that with my real wife, you understand? <laughs> you wouldn't have let it happen. No, of course not. And, and, and that's why when they said that my real wife didn't want to do it, that gave them the opportunity to say, well, right, we can do what we want with it. And it was a hell of a show. Yes, sir. I mean, how many years ago was that? It was 40, 50 years ago, and we're, we're still talking about it. Yeah, yes, sir, and, and our, our audience can catch that on the WWE Network. That is under uh, TNT, which is uh, definitely check that out. But, uh, sir, on that note, what was some advice that your brother gave you, uh, you know, because you were, you know, coming in underneath him? Uh, what was the pressure like? I mean, I mean, I can't imagine the pressure that you dealt with uh, you know, with a brother like Mad Dog, how was it? I mean, what, what kind of advice did he give you, sir, if I could pick your brain on that? Mad Dog? Yes, sir. What kind of advice did he give you about the business? Well, I actually, Mad, Mad Dog didn't give me too much advice. At first, because uh, I, I got more advice from Mad Dog when I was wrestling amateur, actually. You know, he 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 had become, at uh, uh, 20 years old, the British Empire champion. And at, at 20 years old, he, he represented Canada and, and New Zealand. Uh, in the British Empire Games. Now, at that time, the British Empire Games was a game like the Olympics, except that it was almost as big as as the Olympics itself, because there was more athletes in the British Empire that covered all of the whole world, like. India, Pakistan, England, Scotland, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, and all the countries that belong to the British Empire. And Mad Dog won a gold medal in the British Empire Games in Auckland, New Zealand, when he was 20 years old. And I was 12. I was 12. And so you were eight years apart. Yes, eight years apart. And when he came back, he says, "I'm not." He says, "I'm turning pro." <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and uh, I became an amateur wrestler at fourteen, and I represented the province of Quebec. In in the in the, 
in Regina, Saskatchewan, and Mad Dog was then by that time wrestling in Texas, and I had traveled by bus to Alberta, and at that time there was no roads crossing Canada. I had to go by bus from Montreal to Toronto, to Detroit, to Chicago, to Minneapolis, and then into Alberta, and and, then Regina, Saskatchewan, and I won the Canadian championship at at the tender age of 17. And I, going back on the bus, I stopped in Texas, not in Texas, but I stopped in Chicago at the bus terminal and I made a collect call to Mad Dog in Texas and I said, Mad Dog, I won the Canadian the, the, the Canadian championship. And he says, That's enough, amateur wrestling. He said, You'll never make money wrestling amateur. He says, When I come back this summer you're going to turn pro. And at 18 years old, I turned professional. And that's another story that I keep retelling to myself in case I forget it. And, I, and that's how I started wrestling professional with Mad Dog. And after that, I wanted to see the world. So instead of Sticking with Mad Dog, I wrestled all over the world in in over 40 different countries. Wow. That's amazing. Yes. And recently, they've just completed a movie called The Last Villains. And it's a story of Vendemachans. Mad Dog, the Butcher... And my sister Vivian and my daughter Luna, and it's uh, it's now showing clear across Canada as a documentary, and I've seen it at least a dozen times, and right now all of the theaters are shut down across Canada, but uh, and. Talks are in the works that when the theaters reopen, and it's going to be made uh, in French and English. Right now, it's made in French with English subtitles. Wow! And it's it's going to show all over the world and in in America first, and from that, their plans is to make a movie out of it, and then a television program. So, you know, I know I won't be around, but at least you guys will know about it. Yes, sir. I mean, absolutely. I mean, the knowledge that you're dropping to our audience tonight is priceless. And uh, on that note, before I uh, drop it over to the next co-host, The Big Swing, what is... um, what do you feel like? I mean, are you, you still watch professional wrestling, sir? I mean, do you still watch the Monday Night Raw and whatnot? Or I mean, how is 
how involved like is your mind in with wrestling still? Do you still tune in, or how is it nowadays? I I don't watch it anymore. You don't watch it no more. I I used to. And we, we don't blame to, you. We 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 don't like to watch it either. It's it, it's got me so yeah. terrible. We we uh, but I'll tell you what though. If you were to make an appearance on WWE TV, we'd all tune in and watch it because you'd be a, you'd be a, a better attraction than anything they got on the roster right now. Well, you know, I mean, times change, and and now. It's 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 the biggest one of the biggest money makers in 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 show business. You understand what I mean? It always has been. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. It, it always has been, and we took it from the real stuff and made it even tougher. And there's a reason. Why I talk like this anymore? I'm 82 years old. I'll be 83 the next birthday, and it's from all the blows that I received, not only to the rest of my body but to my throat and everything. And I'm just happy to be still around. And let me let me tell every everything. I mean, let me tell this to all your listeners nowadays that if by some miracle somebody could fix my body so I could do it again and fix my body so I could do it again, I would do it again in a minute for free. I enjoyed it. And not only did it provide me with the greatest life Ever, if you have, if your mind is set to it, but the most enjoyable and educational business that you could be in. I wrestled for the, 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 it's so funny. the, the king and queen of England and the royal Albert Hall in London, England. And I wrestled in front of a hundred thousand people in in Karachi, Pakistan. Wow! And and the next biggest crowd was drawn by George Gordienko, another Canadian, a friend of mine, in Saudi Arabia. There was two hundred thousand people. 200,000? People in the field. And there's no no bleachers. And for miles, they'd be around there. And and I'm telling you, there's many countries in the world that I've been at, like in India and Pakistan and Australia and England and Scotland. They all think that they're national sports. Mr. Mr. Vashon, I have one more last question. I'm sorry. Just as you keep talking, I just want to ask you another question. And this is my last question of the evening. Um, if you were a young, a young Paul Vashon, a young uh, 30-year-old uh, butcher, would you 
partake in this weekend's WrestleMania, or would you be staying home with your family? Wow, hello. I don't know what happened. I don't know. Did we lose him? His phone line's still on, but I don't know if we lost He is awesome. Let me just... Let me just drop it right now here on the Attitude Era Live. Folks, we have a living icon, a living legend, uh, Paul the Butcher Vashon. He was just joining us. Um, we'll get him back on the air. But, I mean, just, just it's amazing to think that he's able to still talk to the whole world like this. And uh, I, can't, I can't thank him enough for his time. It's been just a really a magical evening. And, uh, you know, definitely love uh, the Butcher Vashon. Uh, Butcher, are you still with us? <laughs> are we at the same situation as last week when he fell asleep? I know uh, McSwing in there, he fell asleep, but... Yeah, I'm good to go. I'm, I'm ready to go. Man, I mean, just, what a legend. I mean, guys, this guy wrestled Jimmy Snooker. He wrestled Andre the Giant. The list goes on and on. I mean, it's just amazing his pedigree that he has in this business. And, I mean, it's just amazing that we're able to reach out to all the audience throughout the world, throughout the United States during these times. And, I mean, if, if this is what we get to hear from him, I'm so thankful to have him on. I mean, a true legend of the business. And it's just – we just maybe got to give him a call back, and I, I guarantee he'll probably answer. This guy, he just – he seems like he loves the business. He loves to talk about it. I mean, this is a great, a great time. Well, I can You want me to call him back or – uh, well, see, I'll tell you what, though, we did t- uh, keep past the time I said they was going to be on, so that uh, that could be it, too. All right, it's fine with me either way. But, uh, you know, the thing is, though, I, I do got to let you guys know, and yes, I am putting myself over. I'm the one that, uh, you know, I, I, I'm the one that finds our guests, and I'm glad to do it, and I'm glad that we're going to continue doing this show uh, no matter what's going on. Uh, we, we're still going to be here to entertain you. Um, all all due respect, Icon. Do we have Maverick on the line? Yeah, unfortunately, we do. Actually. Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> Let Let's just have Maverick come on and let's ask Maverick what what he thought about the butcher. I mean, that was just an awesome interview. All right, Maverick, you are on. Hi, Maverick. Uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon, guys. How you doing? He is so much in court, he's still saying good afternoon when it's nighttime. <laughs> afternoon, evening. I'm just stunned right now, man. Uh, the Butcher Vashon, man, he is awesome. Dropping knowledge to all the the people listening right now is amazing. I hope everyone, if you didn't hear the entire interview, you need to go back and listen to it when it's on the podcast live because – uh, that's some important stuff, and Otto Von Clutch is asking some excellent questions. I was actually excited to hear his answer on that last question. Unfortunately, we lost him, but brilliant mind for the business. Yeah, and, and hey, Otto Maverick, mentioned man. All, the, all the people he's faced. I was going to ask him who he thought out of all those ass kickers and all those legends, who he thought was the toughest opponent, but, yeah, I guess we lost the connection. Maverick, don't I feel bad. I used to have a really good friend that you would say you, you'd see him in the evening time, and he'd always say good morning. So don't feel bad. <laughs> uh, I don't feel bad. Otto's just trying to give me a hard time. 
<laughs> Shame on you, Otto. We're picking on Maverick. We're picking hey, on you. Know what Maverick, for, just, right? just like me was trained by Mr. Mr. Butcher's, uh, you know, son-in-law, Gangrel. So let me tell you what. This guy was dropping knowledge tonight that I can't even tell you. is It's so valuable that I know there's other wrestlers out there listening tonight. And if you weren't just sitting there and listening to Mr. Butcher, I don't know what you're doing. I mean, there's no no excuse for not listening to that interview with Mr. Uh, Vashon, true legend of the game. That's right. And just for, uh, just a little bit of advice for people out there listening right now is uh, during this time when we're all stuck in our houses and, and we can't really do a lot, if you're an aspiring professional wrestler out there, now is the best time to do your homework. Uh, join a podcast, a Snake Pit Pro on Facebook or uh, something like that. That way you can learn and soak up as much knowledge as possible <laughs> right now because there are no days off in professional wrestling. And even though we're all stuck at home, now's the perfect time to hit them, uh, the, hit the books as you would in school. And that's right, Maverick. I mean, a lot of people don't realize the right now that's happening online that people are they're so focused on the negative. Right now online, uh, Al Snow, Simbody, Gangrel, Cody Hawk. I mean, the list goes on and on. Tom Pritchard. There's these guys, Dr. Tom. There's these guys that are dropping knowledge. And let me tell you what, when wrestling gets back, I tell you what, audience, one thing's for sure. It's going to be epic because I know a lot of guys out there are listening in. They're getting that knowledge. And I can't wait to get back in the ring because I know for sure it's going to be fire. We're going to see wrestling like we've never seen it before. We're going to see guys giving it their all, and they're not going to give up because right now the most important thing is the fans, and we love you guys. And, man, it was just so awesome having the Butcher on tonight. It was badass. Absolutely amazing. I listened, I to, I listened to a podcast last week, guys, that I listen to every Wednesday night it's called Wrestling With History, and they had Tyrus on with his wife, Ingrid Rink, uh, talking to them, and that was a pretty awesome interview. And, and Granny, you're so right. And you know, I just I hate to just be the guy to just drop in some nastiness, but I believe if we called the butcher back, I believe he was dropped because uh, his phone or connection got lost. I believe he wanted to keep talking. I didn't get those vibes that he was like, okay, I'm done. He wanted to keep dropping the knowledge. So. I mean, I would like to go on the limb and say we should give him a call back for the last 10 minutes. I don't know. I'm not in charge. I like to step the boundaries a little bit, but I mean, I, the I, I'm up was for whatever. Epic. Like, I'm up for whatever. Um, I mean, Icon, it's it's really what you want to do here. I mean, I I am fine with with doing it. I'm fine with not doing it. I, whatever you want to do, man. I mean, I, I know you meticulously plan these shows down to the T, and when things don't go right, you know. It kind of gets we to you. So, I mean, do you want me, since we, since we didn't get our second guest, do you want me to call him for the final 10, or what, what do you want to do here? Well, um, I um, let me uh, go through and let you guys know who we got that are coming on next week. Let's hear it, Icon. I would okay. love to hear. Let, let me uh, go to my little book here, and uh, this is will, the, uh, the, the Attitude Era Live After WrestleMania episode, folks. Oh, that's well. That's where it was supposed to be, but uh, <laughs> it still is. <laughs> As of right now, uh, that's what the schedule is. 
right. Well, let's uh, let me grab my little book here. So and and I love how it. everyone is so sour about WrestleMania. Let me tell you what, and I hate to shoot hard, but guess what? We're in a business of entertainment. I want to hear people bitch and moan the night after WrestleMania because we're already complaining before it even happens. You better check yourself <laughs> before WrestleMania wrecks yourself, Rob, because I'm on the bandwagon. I think WrestleMania this year is going to be phenomenal. It is too big for one night, April 4th, April 5th on the WWE Network. I think it's going to be awesome. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> next week we are – we are scheduled to have the, the lingerie fighting championship gals with us. That's uh, nice. That's, uh, uh, OWA Outlaw Wrestling and uh, uh, Sherry uh, Sherry Roy is supposed to be on with us. So hopefully, uh, who is Sherry them. Roy? Let's just drop the knowledge of her real quick. Uh, you do the research when you tell us. <laughs> I love you, Icon. You're such a heel. <laughs> He's the I'm biggest the heel in the business on the radio wave. <laughs> yeah, well, see, the thing is, I want uh, I want people to be, uh, uh, what, what I like about uh, her mysteriousness uh, is she has actually asked me not to tell too much about uh, her because she wants to tell her story her way. I could respect I, I, that. I could respect that. Definitely. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, cause any friction on that. I think we'll well, mysteriousness there. Yeah. And uh, a few got people I'm working on, uh, guys, uh, as a matter of fact, I just got done uh, texting with the individual. I'm going to ask you guys if you know who uh, Tim Kitso is. Oh, of course I do. Who is this? I don't know. I'm just bullshitting you, Icon. I love you. <laughs> yeah. uh, he was uh, he was the voice of NBA Jam. Oh no, I love it now. You're gonna have me pop so hard. I had Uh-oh. NBA Jams on Super Nintendo, on Sega. I'm fucking. It's Mark Out Mondays. I love NBA Jams. <laughs> Well, uh, the the voice guy for that show is going to be on with us, and we're also going to have Paul Zaloom on with us. Wow! Uh, Otto, who, who is that? Now let me tell you what: if he's as cool as the NBA Jam guy, I'm going to be stoked, bro. Because I already have my surfboard next to me. I'm about to go surfing on the south side of the pier in Huntington Beach. When you look up at the stars tonight, know that OVC is fucking riding that wave. But I'm excited, Icon. I mean, that's the best thing that you've told me all night, besides Paul Vachon. NBA Jams for life. Well, I just mentioned Paul's move. You know who that is. <laughs> You don't well, know it's a little is. quiet. I don't like that. You know how I was telling Granny earlier. We don't like silence around here. <laughs> well, now, we're, uh, we're, we're, I'm just listening, man. You guys have a pretty good banter going on, so I was just kind of, I was just kind of uh, jealous. Yeah, yeah, tell, tell us all sweet, about it, sweet. I have a question for you. I feel bad. What were you going to oh, ask, Mister Vashon, tonight? Well, that, that's what I was going to say. I, I just sort of previewed it. Out of all of the legends that he faced, you know, Andre the Giant and. Uh, you know Jimmy Snuka and and, and the uh, the Crusher and all these guys that are are forever written into you know wrestling lore. Uh, who he thought, if he could name one, was his absolute toughest opponent. 
He, well, who, who he, he popped he? really hard for Andre the Giant, bro. Right when we mentioned Andre, yeah, I was he was say, like, whoa, he Andre. Like, it he, gave him – He did, but I thought, maybe he would make, I thought maybe he would make a swerve. He seems like the kind of guy where we would be, we would be predicting something, and then it would be completely opposite. So I was anxious to see if he went with Andre or if there was some sort of a swerve in there and he threw out some name that maybe we weren't prepared for. That's, that's really yeah, what I was, I, just, I was curious about. You, we have such a legend. You know, I, I think he's too big for one show. I think you guys need to bring the butcher back. Maybe get uh, his thoughts on how he thought WrestleMania Mania was in a couple. You know what? I, I'm going to say this on the air live. I will pay for the butcher to come back on the air. If it's a hundred dollars, if it's two hundred dollars, I will pay to have the butcher back on the air. Because guess what? If you don't want to pick the butcher's brain, you are effing crazy, bro. I mean, this guy is a legend. He is. If they keep talking, and I'm going to say this right now, I'm going to go on a rant. And I hate to go oh, on a rant, but I can't go on it on Facebook, so I got to go Only on it five here. Minutes left. Oh, I'm going to go quick. 30 seconds. All uh, you professional wrestlers out there, grab your testicles, grab your vaginas, and check yourself. Because no one cares about what your favorite characters are. No one cares about what's your first gear. No one cares about what you think about this and that and political shit. Why don't you check yourself? And I want to know about your character, brah. I want to know about those waves that we're catching. I'm so sick of hearing political crap from wrestlers. I just got to go on a rant. I'm sorry. I don't normally go on a rant, but it's Otto Von Gutsch, and I got to do it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of I mean, who wants to hear their favorite wrestler complain about political shit? If you want to be a politician, don't be a politician. Don't be a wrestler because no one gives a shit about that stuff. Go talk to your freaking Senate. No one cares, brah. And I'm sorry to go on a ramp, but guess what? I gotta do what I gotta do. Woo! You know, I think most people watch professional wrestling and sports and entertainment to get away from those things. And uh, I think you're 100% correct. Uh, let's not bring people into that negative world. The whole no, reason entertainment is never, this is to bring people left. out of the norm. So, Absolutely, that's all I man. And I, I see this. When you first saw me perform, what's your impression? Performers copy and paste hashtag. I tell you my first impression. Why don't you go suck on a porta potty toilet seat, you sob? I don't care because my name is Otto Von Hutch, and you got Maverick on the line. You got Granny Holster, the big swing, mix swinging, and of course my favorite, Scotty baby. That's right, the icon. And you listen to the attitude. Elijah and it was epic. Woo! So, so Icon, uh, why don't we have him doing, you know, promo commercials? <laughs> I mean, gosh darn. Because I'm just, I'm, I'm really worked up. Now, I was just thinking when you talked about possibly bringing the butcher back on, why I would bring him back. I got the money. I will pull the money out of the bank to get the the CAC Hall of Famer, the Professional Wrestling Hall. I mean, come on. This guy is the man. If you are crazy enough not to have him on every single week, I mean, that's Paul the Butcher Vachon. I mean, you're Yeah, but why not bring, not why not bring the Vachon family? Why not have oh, the Butcher I mean, well, and the Bulldog? 
Uh, but, uh, but and Mad respect, Dog. No, I'm Together. sorry, it's Mad Dog. Uh, all due respect, I believe Mad Dog passed away. And he did. Well, we we just talked to him. No, we talked to the butcher. Mad Mad Dog is his brother, his older brother. Mad Matt, Dog was, was his older. brother. Wait, who, who's the away. other? Who's the other Vashon? We t- didn't we talk to a Vashon? Well, no, there was there was Luna Vashon, and then there's also the aunt that was right, uh, a the, manager okay. of who was uh, the, the really butcher old and guy? Mad Dog. Who was the really old guy we spoke to like a couple weeks ago? Dude, you talked to Mad Dog, bro. That was someone totally – or not Mad Dog. You talked to – Icon, correct me, please. Uh, well, yeah, we, well, we did have a Vashon on with us. Um, uh, and I cannot remember. Uh, will, you, will you promise me to, to thank uh, Mr. Butcher for, I mean, Icon's behalf and – and the big swing in Granny Holster and Autos. Will you please thank him for coming on tonight? Because honestly, that was really just—it just took me away, Icon. I appreciate you for bringing this opportunity to the table. I know we're kind of going behind; we're breaking that fourth wall right now. But it's the truth, guys. Icon put this all together tonight, and I mean, we got to listen to a wrestling icon, a wrestling legend. If you weren't listening, if you weren't cleaning you up, are waxing done. your ears. I mean, Icon's the one that put this together, everyone. So thank you, Icon. Uh, two Icons. We got we had Bobo Brazil too. Oh, and, and, and absolutely, Bobo Brazil Jr. broke the barricades for African American. He was just an excellent guest to have on, and I know his uh, he's a co-owner of the beautiful company out there in the Mid South, MCIW Wrestling. Um, I mean, it's just there's so much good things happening in wrestling, folks. Don't forget. To remember all the good things. I know we like to focus on the negative because that's what gets ratings. But I promise you, you know, let's just all have a good time and uh, love each other. And you know what? Thank you guys for being on the air tonight. Thank you, uh, Big Swing and Icon and Granny Hulkster and Maverick, all of our guests. You know, we didn't even need Divinity because we had Paul the Butcher of the Sean. Yeah, we did. What? Paul what, the you know, The thing is, though, uh, you know, uh, People don't know that Big Swing and I are actually coming up on our anniversary since we've been doing this. What is it? We've been doing this for what, four years now together? Uh, yeah, close to that. Yeah. I mean, I believe it. Be- I believe it. I've been doing this for almost six months. I mean, it's crazy how time flies by. Granny's been doing it for over a year. And I'm going to say it right now on the air, Granny Holster. You, I'm, I have to tell you because I love you, honey. You are not a wrestling fan. You are a wrestling analysis. You watch what's going on. You interview professional wrestlers. You are not a fan. You are an interviewer, Granny. Everyone loves you. Vicky Guerrero loves you. Well, yeah, I'm an interviewer, but, I mean, I used to host my own podcast, you know, Otto, like several years ago. I used to do my own podcast, but, you know, but I'm still a a fan. I'm still a fan. I mean, I... you talk to a lot of the boys, guys that are in the business very deep. I mean, some of the guests that you talk to, I mean, you know, there's that point in time where it's like, well, you know, I am a fan, but at the same time, I am Granny Holkster, and I, you know, I interview some of the top stars. Oh, so, yeah. We love you. Yeah, we love you, true. Granny. That's we love true. everyone. You know, I mean, I'm just, a co- I'm just a co-host. I mean, I just help out, you know. <laughs> I mean... I actually now, and and I don't know if I've ever told you this or not, Otto, but I actually how I got started in this show was one of my wrestling family members who I consider family a long time. 
his wife was one of our guests on our on this show last year, and I actually called in as a listener to listen to Chelsea Stackhouse. She's wow. one of my personal friends, and that's how I got started doing this podcast with these guys. They uh, well, they uh, they they Icon messaged me and told me, you know, that he'd like for me to be a part of the show and. And that's how I, that's how I got on this show was because I called in as a caller and you know as a listener and to talk to my friend Chelsea one night and that's how I got started on this podcast. And I know we're we're, we're down to the last thirty seconds, but real quick, Granny, what has been your we're actually overtime, interview? but that's fine. We're overtime. What has been your hardest interview, Granny, to uh, to actually conduct? Well, I've never really conducted any of the interviews. I mean, I, don't, I, mean, I, I, mean, I just know. I just ask. I just ask questions. I mean, I just ask questions. But I've never actually conducted an interview on this show. You are part of it. I mean, you are conducting. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm part of it, but I don't. I don't actually. I just ask questions. I mean, you know, I don't consider myself as conducting. You know the interview. You know, like Icon does. I mean, I don't consider myself doing that part of the the. My part is just asking questions. You know, periodically from time to time. I mean, you know, and listening. And I do a lot of listening, and that's fine. You know, that's okay. Now I have I have when I did my own podcast. Yeah, I mean I I interviewed some pretty good people when I did my own podcast when I. You know, did my own podcast, but I had other oh, people man. helping She's me with it too. Oh man, shooting hard right now, Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> I had, I I had other granny, people helping I mean, me too. Honestly, it's a good time. It's it's good that we're all oh, together. Oh yeah, but Thank I had you, to. Again. But I had to step down because of my health problems, and so I had a friend take it over basically, and I helped with it. But I mean, we gotta love it. Well, we gotta love it. Well, you know, the thing is. Uh, uh, anyway, back to what I was saying. You Let's know, hear it, uh, Icon. The first, the first time I ever appeared on the show was actually the Monday after WrestleMania, and that's when uh, uh, we were playing Pass the Phone uh, at our friend Bob Foote's place. I was in the basement of Bob Foote's place. We had uh, uh, Scott Steiner there. We had uh, Buff Bagwell there. And uh, if you remember, uh, we were playing uh, Pass the Phone, and, uh, of course, put myself over. I was the best guy that you talked to that night because uh, I know it because it was me. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, we had – and then uh, I started calling in, and then you said, well, geez, why don't we just make this guy part of this thing? And uh, everything's been fun since then. I know, and I've, I've had a blast. And in, in, in the fact that we're in WrestleMania season, can you please give a spoiler alert for the next big star, the Bex, the next big thing coming onto the air. Can you please give our listeners a little spoiler alert? Oh, yeah. I was going to let everybody know who's coming on uh, next week. You already uh, told us this icon. I'm going to get pissed at you and <laughs> freaking rake your eyes. In two weeks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Two weeks. Okay. Two weeks. Uh, okay. The main guy that we got coming on is uh, Johnny Ringo. He owns Johnny F- Ringo? Who is that? He owns... Uh, FWC female the female wrestling channel. Okay. And uh, uh, I, I uh, this this one could get me in trouble. Uh, trust me on that. And Tell me. Uh, we also Tell me. have the, the prodigy Anthony Taylor. Uh, this really? Is you don't want this. Trust me. Yeah. 
No, man. I already beat that guy three times, so I'm pretty excited to have him on the air. Oh yeah, he's uh, he's already told me about you, so uh, we're uh, I'm gonna have him open up the vault on that. That should be. Oh man, I'm excited for that icon. And uh, yeah, so we're, we're gonna have some fun. Uh, and uh, like as I said, we're gonna keep coming uh, to you guys. We're not going away. We know that Big Swing is uh, quarantined, and we know that he's usually responsible for uh, putting the bill for us to be on the air. But, yo, 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 I don't uh, want Clutches in quarantine, too, bro. He's been in quarantine just like Granny Holster, just like yourself, for the past three weeks. So let me tell you mm-hmm. what. If you want to come on the air, drop the icon a message. We're going to interview you. It's going to get epic, bro, because we're not going to stop. We're going to keep dropping entertainment every single Monday. And guess what? A spoiler alert. We're probably going to be dropping in some extra episodes, if not at least one extra episode a week. So that's happening very soon. So, folks, we love you all. Icon, take it away. Well, well so, enter the yeah, so, uh, er, yeah, so everybody uh, check us out. And uh, in a couple weeks, like I say, we got uh, – I'm not going to spoil it now. You're going to have to tune in next week to find out who we got coming on in two weeks from now. But uh, – oh, yeah, oh. so, so just uh, just uh, keep checking in with me uh, if you want to advertise on the show, if you want to be on the show, if you want to promote a wrestling show, if you want to promote your wrestling company. Uh, there's going to be a lot of companies right now that are currently uh, on the outside looking in. They can't do their shows. But when you guys start firing up your shows, if you need advertising, uh, if you need someone that will uh, get you what you need to do, uh, definitely contact me, and I'll uh, we'll get you hooked up. It is not going to be a problem. And that is right. With the Attitude Era Live, we have a spoiler alert tonight. When you listen to the outro song, when you hear the song that plays us to the sunset, you're going to know what happens at WrestleMania. It's a boneyard match, brah. I love you guys all. I'm going to drop out. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much, Mr. Uh, Butcher, for being on the air. Thank you all, and I'll talk to you soon. And enter into uh, the new contest. The, the new contest that I'm going to make for next week, and that is enter to win a, a custom-worn custom worn pair of Otto Von Clutch flip-flops, uh, with the ones that go between the toe as well. So I don't know and that's knows, right, bro. Honestly, if you want to do a contest, I will give you ring-worn gear against Rey Mysterio. We'll be giving that away on the air. So don't catch the clutch. This wave has been automatic. Yeah, Kadabra. It's Granny Hoekster. It's the icon. It's the big swing. It is Maverick. Yeah, We're going to drop on out. I love you all. Figure out the rest. For those of you, for those of you with small feet, stay tuned for that contest. We'll be back. Dead man walking. You've done it now.